Friday night football uh, is here at Optus Stadium. Fremantle against Melbourne. The teams are in. The issues have been developing during the course of the day. Angus Brayshaw, of course, Liam Baker at uh, Richmond, and so much more to discuss. And, of course, you can join us anytime. Get in early because I've just got a feeling it might be a bit busy tonight because the guy across the desk here has got some interesting news to deliver, and I reckon he's fired up a bit too. Temperate <laughs> Bedshed, text line 0487 736 736 or the Scarborough Toyota open line. Call 13 12 55. They're open now. Jump on board. Haggers, good evening to you. G'day, Peter. You say things like, I reckon he's fired up yeah. to fire me up. Well, you reckon. All, but, but, but between it, now and the end of the program, there will be something that'll hit your hot button. I reckon. Well, the first thing we can say is that Rory Lobb is no guarantee to play tomorrow night. No Rory, guarantee. Rory Lobb has been named in the Fremantle team, uh, and he's in his customary key position forward spot. So centre half forward here, Tabner at full forward, and then all the small crumbing uh, forwards will be very important tomorrow night with both teams, mm. both at Melbourne and at Fremantle, Schultz and Henry on either side of, of Lobb and Frederick and Walters on either, either side of, of big Matt Tabiner. Uh, you know, Rory Lobb is still troubled with his right shoulder um, and it's painful. As recent, I know it's Thursday and the information I'm about to reveal is that on Tuesday he was still struggling to lift his arm up above his shoulder, so shoulder level, so to lift mm. up as if to mm. mark or have to contest or, or shield or whatever. So no, he, he's no guarantee to play. My suspicion is... He's more likely to than not because he'll be jabbed up. They need him to play. But even with the weather, they might get away with playing mm. a little bit smaller at the front end. And if if Logue played as a forward and that, that dummy – not dummy, the defensive forward role uh, where he, he locks in on Stephen May, for instance, as they tried – uh, when they beat Melbourne back in round 11 at the MCG, Peter, it was a clever move from Fremantle, but May only lasted 10 minutes and he got a bad concussion. But look, you need to be rest assured that Rory Lobb is no guarantee to play tomorrow night. He'll need to be looked at closer to game time tomorrow. If he does take the field, he'll be troubled with his right shoulder. He'll need assistance. That means uh, that means some pain killing, some injections in it to get him to play. He even needed a bit of pain killing early this week to get out in front of cameras to make it look as though he's making the bold effort to be ready to play mm. on Friday night. In such a critical game, I'm not can so I sure. Ma- can that- I make one uh, suggestion here? If it's going to be wet, I still i am I'm quite disappointed that Banfield's been left out. I'd actually put Banfield in for Henry. I think uh, tomorrow night's conditions won't exactly suit uh, Henry down to a tee because Banfield, every time he's played, he's kicked goals. Well, tomorrow night... He's not going to be a night for big players. Banfield is versatile, and I think he does play a bit more like a smaller forward. That's a good call. He reads it well. But see, looking at this team, how are they going to cope with, if they lose Rory Lobb, the the secondary ruck, the backup ruckman tomorrow night for Fremantle against the likes of Gorn and uh, Luke Jackson, Mm. what are they going to do as the second ruck? Now, Griffin Logue did it last weekend. I I just didn't like the look of that. That's not ideal. However, he could pinch hit and do it again, so Logue could do it in that lob roll again. Given that Meek is again named as an emergency, watch for perhaps that change as well. Meek and Darcy share the rucking from the bench, and then if Lob doesn't play, then Banfield probably does play, or Logue goes forward. And and Fremantle have that a, a more versatile, I suppose. Their interchange are Logue, Collier, Mundy, Walker. 
I'd have Banfield in that group ahead of Collier, and that was the switch of last week. And that could still take place, Peter, because one of these boys, Collier, Banfield, uh, are going to be the sub. Croden, Meek, Wilson, probably not in the makeup unless Meek does play as the replacement for Lobb. Yeah. That would make them a bit tall, mm. I reckon. So what I'm saying about Meek is probably a bit unlikely. I think more likely would be the secondary ruck, and that would be Logue. But against Jackson and, and Gorn, I just don't reckon it's going to perhaps work as effectively as it did at times last week. Uh, it's a big in for Melbourne too. Jake Lever is back, and naturally uh, Tomlinson has to make way. He's been omitted. And, of course, the big news today was that Angus Brayshaw has signed a six-year deal and will remain at the club until 2028. Uh, here's just a snippet of what he had to say about his new contract. You know, it doesn't take a genius to figure out the most important decision I've got to make. Um, and it's one I'm not taking lightly at all. I've got um, you know, a heap of due diligence to do to feel comfortable about the decision I make. Obviously, I haven't made it yet. And uh, I, I understand that time running out on the clock and people speculating and all that stuff. But fortunately, I'm not making the decision for any of them. It's a decision that's going to be what's best for me and I'll make it when I'm ready. Yeah, well, it's uh, certainly well, you're, you're good not for winning, you. You're not winning me on those comments from Tuesday. Yeah. He, he didn't say there, oh, it's a big decision I've got to make. On Tuesday and then Thursday morning, so less than 48 hours later, Melbourne announced that Angus Brayshaw is staying for six more years. That doesn't happen in the space of 40 hours, Peter. No. So on Tuesday morning, when, when Angus was saying, got a big decision to make, and then the, didn't things go wild that day? Oh, Angus Brayshaw going to Fremantle with Luke Jackson. Everyone fell for that. That's irresponsible because once a contract is signed by these boys throughout the AFL, and especially the really big ones, they have to go to the AFL for approval. Mm. So th- that doesn't happen in a day. So right. I'm not for that. That is irresponsible, okay. and I did well, think of that. It's what's in my notes here, Peter, to say that was irresponsible reporting. Why didn't he say then? Look, I'm very close to signing at Melbourne. We might know something in the next few days. Okay, this is what he said just briefly. There's a three minute grab here. I only play a few seconds uh, on re-signing. It was an interesting. Look, well, it's been an interesting year. Uh, I've sort of been on the record saying that. I mean, obviously, it's been a really important decision for me, and it's uh, you know weighed weighed really heavily on me. I've I've wanted to make sure that I really made the best decision, and that's taken time. And um, I now sit here really, really happy and relieved, and it's a distraction that is just now off my shoulders, and I can focus on playing footy, which is what I think I've been doing all year well. But um, yeah, it feels really, really. I feel really happy and really relieved. As you said. Well, there you go. That's uh, what we'll take from him. There's a couple of other questions thrown in there. So, as you said, two days ago, he said what we just played first. Yeah. And now, and, that and would have been done two days ago. Oh, I'm sorry to tell you, Peter. Yeah. That, that would have been on weeks ago. Yeah. Because these things are resolved. The other thing, too, is that since weeks ago, it's become absolutely lock, stock and barrel evident that Luke Jackson is going to play for Fremantle from next year onwards. As long as Fremantle can come up with a deal, not the money for Luke Jackson, but the deal that Melbourne will accept, because that, that's going to be a sticking point. Fremantle have to come up with something to give it to Melbourne to say, here's the draft pick, here's some players. Can Luke Jackson come and play with us for 1.2, 1.3, 1.4, whatever a million a year it is? Once that was clear, and Melbourne, who actually sought assistance to prove that he was so far down the track, Luke Jackson, that he was meeting Peter Bell and Jamie Graham, they wanted the CC television footage <laughs> of him in the cafe in Morty Alec with those two 
Fremantle officials. I think as soon as Melbourne became alert that, look, we are losing Luke Jackson, Angus, come in, here's our latest offer. Oh, okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah. That's weeks old, Peter, that, that confirmation. However, also, I don't know that Angus Brayshaw was ever as seriously possible to come to Fremantle at all. Because he wasn't keen you, to leave you, Melbourne you, town. You, you threw Essendon out. He he had discussions with Essendon. Had at least two discussions with Essendon while making up this final decision. Because if Jackson had stayed, Angus Brayshaw would have been looking to get onto the market. Because Essendon are going to move. They're trying to move Dyson Heppel out as captain for one, but mm-hmm. out of the club. Now, he's, a, he's an unrestricted free agent. So he's seriously looking around. Uh, Dyson Heppel at other offers. Now, he could finish up somewhere on a four, three or four or five-year deal, three or four probably, out of North Melbourne, out of St Kilda, out of the, one of the clubs that need to get some some serious players in and also some leaders. So, But Dyson Heppel was was talked about with the Angus Brayshaw uh, uh, negotiations as moving. He We don't want him here. He's been offered a contract way below what he wants and Angus Brayshaw was a replacement across the half-back line and as a leader as what Fremantle were talked about, and even West Coast, as I understand, had a bit of a feel for Angus Brayshaw, but realised it's no good pursuing that because he's going to stay in Melbourne. Okay, and he'll be there till 32 years of age. I was, but surprised. Also, I, I was surprised. We'll take Dave of Caversham before okay. you come back, X, but I was surprised by the six-year deal. I don't reckon he's got that much left in his tank to cover six Only years. 26. Yeah, I don't know, just the way he's playing. Oh, and they're pretty fitness conscious, the Brayshaw guys. That's mm. one, the whole family. Mm. Six uh, years is a fantastic yeah, okay. deal. Melbourne, and sorry, Dave, I'm just, Melbourne have got some of the longest deals in the whole competition. Well, he's Clayton 28. Oliver, Clayton uh, Oliver, he's he's till 2028. Clayton Oliver till 2030. Christian Petrarca till 2025, 29. Now you say 2028 for Angus Brayshaw. Christian Salem, 2026. Bailey Fitch, 2026. And Jack Viney till 2025. They're Mm. longer. And they've been on long-term deals. Yeah, and it's interesting. I'll I'll feature Alan Richardson in a moment. Uh, He was asked the question about longer deals, and he believes in them. Let's go to David Caversham. Dave, thanks for joining the program. No, that's all right, fellas. I love listening to the greatest experts on footy. I actually listen to you every night, so it's great to hear. Good on you, Dave. Is there a butt? No worries. Hang on, Dave. Dave, it's Dave. It's Kim Agnorn interrupting. Is there a butt coming there? (laughs) No, boys. I love listening to you two on Monday and Thursday. I think you're the best two commentators when it comes to football, hands down, by any imagination. Jeepers. Stay stay (laughs) on, Dave. A lot of programs. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Far away. What I'm going to ask is what's... What's Rory Lobb's value? Because of the way the Bulldogs' dynamic will change with him, with him going as forward ruck, Tim English then being able to ruck, and then you've obviously got Norton, Jamara to play forward, Sam uh, Darcy to play full back, and that will push Bruce back to centre-half back. How does that, what is, what's his price worth to the Bulldogs? Because to me, it's going to have to be a first-round draft pick and maybe a player, the way that changes the Bulldogs. First, I don't know about a first-round draft pick. Uh, maybe at the tail end, so perhaps the Bulldogs... First pick because they've got Eugle uh, Hagen, who probably really is only starting. I was staggered to, to hear that he was oh, oh, reminded that he was still eligible for the Rising Star. Mm. So he's still a kid, and he was the first draft pick two years ago. Five goals last week. He yeah, was yeah. Outstanding. So I, I would suspect that you, you, I don't know, you'd give up your first round pick, but you might give up a first round pick. So the Bulldogs would probably have to negotiate and, and trade to get something at the back end of the first round for Rory Lobb, I would have thought. The other thing is, too, that Fremantle can't really insist on too much for Rory Lobb because let, let me remind you, 
Dave, and anyone that is interested, Fremantle committed to Rory Lobb at the end of last year. You give us a good 2022 and we'll let you go. Yeah. We, we, when, they, when the deal fell over and the arrangements fell over with GWS, when the, when the Western Sydney officials went, he's on what? $800,000. We can't pay that. Uh, we, we're not prepared to pay any part of that. We didn't think he was that, that much a, a paid player. So that fell through, not for any other reason. And Fremantle committed. Peter Bell, as I understand it, said to Rory Lobb, you give us a good year in 222 because we think we can contend. We're on our way up. We're fine. All these kids are ready to go. We think Longview is getting better and better. Give us one more year and you can go. So they can't insist on a lot, Dave. That's, that's, that's part of my argument mm. there. All right, Dave. It, uh, one more thing. Would they be able to get a player that Melbourne would be happy with, though? Oh, would, would, would you like Griffin Logue playing at Melbourne or, or uh, Blake Akers on one wing and, and Langdon on the other, for instance? I, I think that's a very good call, maybe a player. But th- those two plot boys are hot on the market. There's a lot of clubs interested in those. Um, whether they could get the money that I think corporate sports boys are going to get for those guys if they're elsewhere, they might not get that at Melbourne. But they still could get pretty good, yeah. though, you know, four or 500 and over three or four years and play in a team that's going to keep contending, you would yeah. think. Good yeah, on no, you, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for the call, mate. Do Great. you think that's fair judgment? Actually, do. I reckon Blake Aker's going there, but I reckon it'll be probably a first ra- at least a first round, maybe a future second, and then a player of good ilk will get the deal, deal done. And yeah, what we that's like, a lot because Rory Lobb's 29. Yeah, and what I like about our drive with Peter Vlaas and Kim Hagdorn listeners, they're, they're pretty uh, learned. D- Dave, you're one of those. Thanks for joining us, mate. Keep listening. So there you go. And the other thing regarding Rory Lobb as we go to the break mm-hmm. is the Western Bulldogs the perfect fit for him. Well, Let's... one thing I will say is that I've never fallen for Aaron Norton being a good forward. Defender. He's a beautiful, an amazing footballer. He's an All-Australian contender for several seasons in a row playing at centre-half back a or can't kick. He's not a reliable kick. Mm. Okay, Haggers, we're going to take some more calls. Uh, get on the temperate bedshed text line, uh, 0487 736 736, or the open line for Scarborough Toyota, 131255, 14 past five, AFL footy team selections. We'll come back with the Eagles. They've lost a few for their game uh, up there at Metricon on the weekend. This is Drive. This will stop you in your tracks, literally. Bendix Ultimate Plus High Performance Brake Pads with advanced high-performance ceramic formulation for even greater stopping power, low dust generation, low braking noise, and an unbelievably high resistance to brake fade. For the ultimate in braking power, ask your mechanic to fit Ultimate Plus High-Performance Brake Pads from Bendix. Bendix, put your foot down with confidence.